My Veterans Place podcast with host Faye Prescott and co-host Ayana Daly. Episode 5, Girl Talk, The Effects of Deployments. Join My Veterans Place as we interview organizations that serve veterans and their families locally and across the nation. We will also share stories from veterans around the nation that serve with honor. Keep up with current events and get lots of information in under an hour with organizations and stories from fellow veterans. Hey everyone, this is Faye Prescott, your host with co-host Ayana Daly, who is our Army veteran. And you are listening to My Veterans Place podcast, the show that connects veterans and military families to resources through nonprofit organizations and fellow veterans. Well, today we're having Girl Talk with Mrs. Angela Prescott, who is an Army veteran and retired military spouse whose husband served in Korea and Germany and Mrs. Alexis Prescott, an active military spouse stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, whose husband deployed to Afghanistan, and Mrs. Kimberly Nixon, who is also a military spouse whose husband deployed to Iraq. Most of the time, when a spouse deploys, the spouse that remains at home may worry or panic. They may also face some type of loneliness and sadness. And on top of all of that, On top of all of that, they will have added family duties and responsibilities and learn new skills. Well, today, we want you to know that you are not alone. The group of ladies that we have today are going to share what they experienced when their spouses deployed. They're also going to share the difficulties they faced and how they got through it with their children. Basically, you know, I mean, it seems like everybody here has something in common. Um, the common is serving our country the best we know how, either through being a spouse or actually putting on the uniform. And sometimes it looks like the women, we require to do both. So, I mean, me personally, I don't see how y'all ladies do it who are never active duty, but technically are still subjected to the same. You know, you were issued your husband. So, I mean, who's actually on this line? Angela Prescott. And I, um, with me, I was on the other end. I was um, in the military and married to a military soldier. So I don't know what it's like to be single and deployed. Mm. Um, I was I was home. I was I was already home when my husband was in Germany. So I guess maybe that's the same thing. It's lonely being without your spouse. Yeah. And uh, trying to take care of home, trying to take care of home children, and making sure that you and your spouse stay on one accord. It's hard trying to take care of two households and one is so far away that you can't even get to them within an hour. Wow. Um, yeah, that that is true. I, I can relate to that. Um, when my husband first deployed, I 
Oh, I was about to go crazy um, because at the time we had uh, five children living at the home. And it seemed like as soon as he left, my roof uh, came, uh, fell in, a little part of my roof fell in, in the kitchen. My hot water heater went Mm -hmm. out. I had a problem in the bathroom and it was like it just waited until he left. And then I felt like I was a single parent because I couldn't pick up the phone and call him. And I had to make sure that the um, everything was taken care of at the house. I had to get somebody to uh, fix the roof. And then I had that fear of, are people going to overcharge me because I'm a female and they think I might not know what they're supposed to be doing. And then I had to maintain the yard, the car. It it was really like being a single parent and um, I was missing him dearly. Um, I went through two deployments with him. The first one was really, really rough. Um, All of my children were in school. I had one that was a senior, so I had senior activities that I had to do. And um, I tell you, it it, it was rough. It was rough. And my heart goes out to um, deployed um, parents. It plays a part. I had to think about that. When they come home, you've established this whole schedule that finally works for you. And then you have Mm -hmm. to manipulate that because you got to realize as a spouse, you're not the head of household, even though you're running everything. So when they come home, and they see everything running and they're trying to figure out where they fit in into this grand equation. And the kids are trying to figure out who 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 are they supposed to, you know, respect yeah. and not respect. And oh, that was uh, I mean, for me, I know I was That's employed. Rough. My husband and I were both on active duty at one time. I went to um it was just a 30-day training, but that was a struggle for my husband to have to stay home with my son by himself. That um, but he told me a crazy interesting story because um, you know because they don't they don't they don't do the same as what we do, you know. Because um, my son ended up having his first taste of beer while I was deployed, which was, I was not really excited about it. But you know he's like, and he sat down and he he set the beer on the counter because you know us they think it's nagging, but what we're gonna do is like, no don't 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 leave it there because they can reach it. But the men, they don't have the same concept as, you know, keeping an eye out for the kids. Right. So my nerves were shot being deployed at him with my kids, my son at the time. Well, my husband, but he did a baby. With my husband, yeah. I, I bought a house. We bought a house. We bought a house while he was in Germany. Oh my God. So I had to go through that process by myself, then move in the house. Now I got. I have two kids already, but I gave birth to the third one while trying to get to the new house. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So you had a you had a baby while he was de- while he was gone. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. That, that really. I had my third child while he was gone. He did not see her for six months. Oh my! She was six months old when he came home. They tell you anything about making a Red Cross call or anything and making and and allowing him to come home? They did, Mm -hmm. but it was I can't I can't remember which war it was. They was in the middle of wartime, so he couldn't come. He could not come. Only thing I could do was talk to him. They they don't tell you that that that, that if it's a high risk pregnancy, you can come home. 
Now, whether or not they right, but it and it, it they wasn't high that, risk. They will. They now. So they will go. Uh -huh. um, have seen, witnessed a lot of um, people. Won't, but here's the thing. I was also in between. I was active duty between Desert Storm and Iraq. So I may not be 100% straight on that. But uh, while I, we were deployed overseas, a lot of our soldiers got sent back because of high-risk pregnancy, death in the family, through Red Cross. So that's, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, they, they wouldn't let him come at that time. He... Uh Six months later, he saw his daughter. Wow, she probably was that looking was at him very strange, like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, believe, it, believe it or not, he reached for her and she reached for him. Oh, that was wonderful. I mean, yeah, because we was like, oh, she going to scream, she's going to cry. And no, he reached for her and she went right to him and she, he hasn't let her go today. Wow. Oh, so Alexis, um, your baby, your baby was born before he left, but he was an infant, right? Yeah, he was three months. He was three months old. What, how old was he when he returned? He was twelve months when he came back. So when he left, I mean, you know, he wasn't walking, he wasn't talking, he was doing nothing. He came back to like different child. Walk and talk, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm a, so now you yeah. got to introduce a new person to him. Yeah. 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 And, well, one thing I can say, which I did not have um, today, when these soldiers and, um, you know, airmen, Marine, and when they, uh, deploy you guys now have facetime and that is awesome because we did not have that back in the day when they yes. this war started kicking off i had to do um yeah. skype i had to do skype oh, on the, on the yeah. computer and um that was the only time that we got a chance to see him and that was only if the uh wi-fi was working okay there but um you you did yeah. have a, a, a good opportunity to have FaceTime. Um, it was it was still horrible too because it was like in and out. Then he'll call me when I'm going to bed, or he's up really early. So it was like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It's hard and to get that time difference. Yeah, together. and and that was tiring at that. And he wanted to see the baby, but the baby already sleep. You know. Oh yeah, like, okay. yeah. You gotta make a schedule. Yeah, that time difference did play. A, it, yeah, you're right about that. Because sometimes I would be in the bed, and I don't know if you hear that that little tone that Skype plays done when it's when somebody's calling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll be in the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would. <laughs> I would keep the computer on, waiting on that, and then jump up out of the bed. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> well, see, I didn't even have that. Yeah, we didn't even have that. We didn't have Skype or FaceTime or anything when Kirsten was born. Wow. You have to use a secure phone and hope that they got a time period to come through. And, mm -hmm. and that was that was just training for me. So I could imagine the dangerous thought process that you guys get. I remember I was 30 days, didn't speak to my husband at all. Well, no. I got five minutes to speak to him. And because of my low rank, I was only an E4 at the time. 
I had to wait in line. I didn't have priority to the phone. And when I finally right. got to the phone, guess what? We need you on 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 duty. I'm like, I just got mm. through. All I could do was hear my husband's voice and say, how you doing? And I was like, I love you. I got to go. That's it. So be great. The only thing I could do was send him pictures. I sent, oh I sent him pictures. Then he was confused because he thought our son, he had two pictures of our son and none of his daughter. <laughs> yeah, so now now we got a whole nother confusion thing going on. <laughs> so it's, it's difficult to be away from your spouse at that time. Um, you don't know what they're doing. So their minds are everywhere about what you're doing mm-hmm. now, especially with you, Alexa, you, you never had to run the household by yourself. So yeah. you had, to, had to run the household by myself. That was difficult because at the time, yeah, I think I had postpartum depression because I'm trying to get the, trying to get used to my son. I get to know him still and trying yeah. to figure out myself then have to do the stuff I didn't have to used to do. And mm-hmm. stuff started breaking down as well. Like, our cars are acting up. So, I'm at the dealership mm-hmm. almost eight hours sitting there with my son trying to get stuff fixed. Wow. I had nobody to call. Yeah. So, this, this is the other thing. You always have, you should have somebody that one person you should call. Yeah. Always, like a friend, a family, somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And plus, you were new there, so you didn't didn't really know anyone. Oh, that's I did, another thing. But, oh my goodness! Everybody moved away. And everybody moved away. Moved then away, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah no family, myself. really. No, no family at all. My sister was there, but I had the car. She didn't have a car, so she couldn't come with me. Then she had to work, so it was just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. I know. Yeah, um, and you you pretty much you learn to be independent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then and like Ayana was saying, as soon as you get that stride, as um, okay, I'm working this out now. This is working. That time, this time schedule is working. Here they come. This time for reunification, and they're coming back home. (laughs) And one thing you want to do when they come back home is you want, oh, I want things to change. I want this to happen when you come back home. I want this to be done. But when they coming home, they want things to be the same the way it was before they left. So. So now, <laughs> yeah, they feel that they can come home and step right back into their shoes that, that they had before they left. But it's a slow process. And the more I feel, the more they deploy, the more there's a struggle in that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, OK, mm-hmm. do you want me to be independent and, and handle these things? Or, I mean, you don't know where, where to draw the line. And um, it's, it's just a tug and tow thing. Type thing, and this, you still have to work it out. And then your, um, your attitude steps into I did this while you were gone. Now yeah. you telling me that I can't do it or I don't know how to do it, but yeah. I've been doing it the whole time you were gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and no problem. Yeah, but you, then you have to balance that that feeling of they're not needed. They think that they're not needed because you're so independent. And so now you have to revert back to the submissive, which is where we want to be in the first place. But it's difficult when it's like, well, you, you're not doing it right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, 
that's not where I put the that's not where I put the garbage. You know, it, it's and it's little things like mm-hmm. that will set you off because you can't you you took you so long to get to that balance and they don't understand it. Now, but I really do have a question for you, ladies. How? Because keep in mind, I'm coming from a different point of view. Um, you know, my husband, I stayed in longer than he did. And so a lot of the stuff he did as the spouse, you know what I mean? Like taking the kids to school, taking, um, going to get uh, school supplies, stuff like that. That is trippy when, because your spending habits, because all they see technically is the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Men are, they don't see why you spent $500 on school supplies. Yeah. Did you see this? Did mm-hmm. you see this? They got to do this, that, and the other. And we don't qualify for any assistance because you're married. I, I don't know about y'all. Mm-hmm. I got turned down for WIC and because we were both in the military and I was $2 off. Wow. And mm-hmm. they, they told me either I needed to get a divorce or have another child. Oh my God. <laughs> Those are your <laughs> choices? <laughs> you know, because is it, I mean, you look at me, you were willing to accept me if I was a single parent, but now coming as a married couple, they're like, well, you, you know, I said, no, we got two different households. He's not here right now. Well, I'm not here right now. Right. These are, I mean, is that something that you guys ever had to deal with? Yeah, definitely. Cause I had the children in school. Um, I guess the biggest problem uh, that became a problem is making the choices about the children and um, mm. making a lot of choices without consulting with him first, even after he came back. Because I was just used to doing it because he wasn't there. So I had to, you know, do what I thought was best. But then, mm. you know, it was a fault on my part that when he came back that I needed to talk with him mm-hmm. about before spending $200 for a prom dress <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> something like that. You know, right. so you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, I forgot. Look, <laughs> that's, that's a deal. First of all, twenty dollars for a prom dress—that's well, a deal. It wasn't back <laughs> then, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they were when they were coming up. But you know, the thing oh. is, now you got to re- redo your your whole cooking schedule as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. I'm used to just feeding me as an adult. Mm-hmm. Now I got me, yeah. three kids, and a husband. So yeah, now yeah. we have to mm-hmm. uh, increase mm-hmm. this and find out what he wants to eat as well mm-hmm. as what kids are going to eat. Yeah, because it, it's hard with that. Yeah, you know, it was a lot of hot dog and pizza nights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, spaghetti, you know, <laughs> you know when you come home, he want a meal meal. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got, I mean, can we all just go there? They can, you know, wait a minute. I'm, I'm getting your business now. I'm getting your personal business. Intimacy. When they come back, uh, how do you <laughs> Because you ain't yeah. had no time. Because what you end up giving up, you end up giving yeah. up sleep. Or or the laundry right. didn't get done that day. But then the next 
afterwards, it's like, why is there there's no clean clothes? I said, because I was in there rubbing your toes. I mean, come on now. Because <laughs> you got to find out where it did, too. You got to find out where the kids going to be while, while, we're, while we're having our time. You know, right. well, I, can we can we have time while they're asleep? I don't want more children. I don't want more children, but people are play. outside playing. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I guess I can say this is... Um, I had a fear that maybe when he came back that he wasn't attracted to me anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I was the only one, but I'm like, is he still attracted to me? Because um when he first came back, he was a little distant. Um he wasn't really, you know, that a, a, a fun loving person. He was a little distant and I guess, you know, he had to unwound too, but I'm like, am I still, is he still attracted to me? Am I, am I still his boo? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. The, the intimacy wasn't really like off the chain when they first, re- when he first returned. I could just say that. <laughs> I was deployed. I married my husband in Korea. We met, we met in Texas, both active duty, and we deployed in Korea and had my son in Korea. So being overseas with your spouse on active duty pregnant is a whole nother beast. So we grew together and we blew up together, if you, want, if you know what I'm saying. So we got a little fluffy together. And, but the problem that I noticed is that there was a lot of people there who were what we call geographical bachelor or bachelorette. Meaning if their spouse wasn't there, that they didn't care. But there's also a whole now that 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 only took up maybe about two percent of the population of the unit. But that information, that, that activity was so astonishing that that is what everybody gravitated towards. They assumed that's how everybody is thinking. But there's so many spouses that are there that are just celibate. You know what I mean? Just nothing. Like, yeah. They have no no desire whatsoever for any type of intimacy because they're focused on staying alive. It's that survival fight. So when they come home, they don't know how to turn that off. Yeah, yeah. Or be turned mm-hmm. Yeah, so then how how do you fix the intimacy after deployment? I mean, how how do you, as a uh, wife, Ooh, I fix that? You know, how do, how do you bring them around to your way of thinking? Are you around to their thinking? Their whiskey thinking or your schedule or their schedule. You, you know, it, it's kind they, of. They take like some time off. When they come home, yeah. make sure they take leave. Leave mm-hmm. that stuff decompressed at the unit. When you come pick them up, if they want to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go do PT, and if you feel like you are out of shape, guess what? Get up and do it anyway. Go do PT with him. You see what I'm saying? Get it out well, of the demanding that process and make you feel make him feel like you're part of his world. And then on top of that, now you now I'm, I'm not telling you to go on that new six mile road march now. 
Oh, that didn't happen. Happen. <laughs> anyway. That wasn't going to happen. We work too. If he can do that with you, then guess what? He needs to come with you and clean the house for the day. Especially if you if you're a stay at home mom, he needs to TV. If he takes leave, he can see why you don't have any time. And then what'll happen is that you'll realize that oh, okay, it wasn't it. I, I wasn't making up that I was busy, and he wasn't making up that he was um. It was um, I wasn't making up the, that that you you're not important to me. You see what I'm saying? You got y'all gonna have, for those deployment periods when people come in and people leaving and coming home. There's gotta be a window of just you and your family time. Make them take leave. Make them take leave. If you don't do that, what's gonna happen? You're not gonna learn who he has become. Because you're different. Well, I think it's mandatory now that they um, take some leave time before they mm-hmm. uh, go back to work and also to reunite with the family. Um, yeah. Because it is a difficult um, time for them to uh, come home and, you know, settle back in home. There, there's a lot that they have to go through before they can concentrate on going back to work. So I think it is mandatory for leave time. Um, Alexis, uh, how what how did it make you feel when he was gone and you had to take the baby with you everywhere you went, um, just to take care of things for the house, as far as grocery shopping or picking up stuff that you needed for the house or doctor's appointments and stuff like that? Um, did you feel like you was a single parent and he was somehow uh? Uh, you feel like you um, were somehow um, mad because he wasn't there? Mm. Yes. It was exhausting and I was mad at the same time. Because sometimes he'll call me, he'll be having fun, and I'll be saying like, okay, <laughs> are you having fun? And, I, and I'm sitting here doing all this and stuff. I, I never told him that, but at the time I, w- I was kind of upset. And well, when he listens to this podcast, if he listens to it, he'll know <laughs> he was a little upset. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, you have, I don't have fun and stuff. And when I try to do stuff for myself, it didn't feel right. If that makes sense. Yeah. It felt like yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't doing enough. I'm like, okay, no, I need to have fun right now. I need to do this, do this. Like, I just focus on, like, trying to make sure everything was okay. And my sister, he said to me, like, look, slow down. Even you, like, slow down. Everything's going to be okay. Just, you know, I yeah. was always on the go. I was always, like, doing something. Make sure maybe Emma was okay. Make sure I never took care of myself. I lost so much weight when he left. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. So, like, I was really small because I was worried oh, about yeah. everybody else. I saw you. Myself. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. Um, well, I guess that's one thing that as women, period, we have to learn me t- me time. Cause yeah. we, have, we take care of everybody else and just always forget about me time. And sometimes yeah. with men, you have to tell them it's me time because they're not going to read our minds. They're, they're just not going to do it. And we have to tell them it's me time. I, I'm shutting down here. Here's your children. Here's your child. There you go. Uh-huh. Where's the keys? <laughs> <laughs> got this, 
I'm out. I'm out. I mean, just, honestly, just, honestly, you got your you, you got your baby, and they don't know that's your child, and it's like mm-hmm. some of the women they find themselves being more um, defensive, like you're not doing that correctly, like you don't trust that oh, your husband is capable of watching right. children as well as you do. Mm-hmm. That, that can send the wrong signal too. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it, 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 let him do stuff. Let him do like Yeah. Even if he came back like don't do it. He don't do like him like that. He don't do that. But I had to learn like let him learn Emmett. Like mm-hmm. get to know him instead of telling him like what not to do and what to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite sure he got frustrated with that. Yeah. Can I ask what's his what's his break? How do you deal with if they come back and they have like the what's big now is uh we're recognizing that more soldiers are coming in terms with PTSD and Mm. uh you know, some of the, you know, probably spouses are not able to associate with that. So mm-hmm. what's your suggestions on how to deal with, even with my husband being out for so many years, I I do believe that he has some form of PTSD. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, well, as far as the PTSD, I think there is some form of everybody who has been deployed, but I think it's only recognized when it gets to a certain extent. But they have when they leave the United States of America and they go to another country like where they've been, that is a big difference in their lives. That's trauma. Some of the things I have never deployed. I've been in the military and never deployed and I've been to other countries, but I've not, I have not been in a war zone. And so I can imagine what that have done to some of them, some of their minds. You know, I I just know that each and every person that have been over there at one point of time, always think about when they were over there. And okay. that that affects them. And Ayana, so you were in the a war zone. Am I correct? Uh, I'm gonna I'm have to correct that one. I'm not even gonna claim that. I, I played a lot of war games, um, <laughs> so I didn't really have to do the war because when they gave me an anthrax shot, I was like, I'm out. So, but I would, but I want to enter though. I still was. I still have PTSD. But let me explain something to you, ladies. You have PTSD as well. PTSD mm-hmm. is not only linked to just active duty military. The spouses are put into a traumatic situation as well. Yeah, it felt like it. Traumatic yes. distress syndrome. It doesn't necessarily mean military. And you were, they volunteered. They volunteered to go to the military. You did not. So that's a traumatic situation. So once you can relate to that, realizing that you are actively living in a traumatic situation yourself, then you will learn as a woman, we know how to be compassionate. That's where we deal with it. We've been forced to be so strong that we've lost our ability to be compassionate to our fellow man. So 
My suggestion is if you feel like your man is coming home with those syndromes or he's developing those those cases, to go ahead and, and, and step back and realize people don't like change. And, and, and if change causes things you to go up and down, be sensitive to, to that. And that will help talk about it. Make them talk about it. Now, keep in mind, if it's violence, don't accept it. I was a PA mm-hmm. education counselor, and I spoke to one of the soldiers who killed his wife. When she came home, mm-hmm. he was home. She was deployed. His traumatic situation, he killed her. So it it doesn't just affect the soldiers that are deployed. It's the spouses as well. So be mindful Mm -hmm. of that. And people are basically treated how you want to be treated. That's your better half at the end of the day. So as spouses, we just got to be aware that they've been through a traumatic ordeal Mm-hmm. And, uh, love that. Love and <laughs> They need to know that we've been through a traumatic ordeal as well. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> and all you need is a hug. They don't get that out there. Right. Right. And or, or just listen. You know, we all we you know as it, because we've been doing this for ourselves for so long, we've been being holding it down the household, you know, running and doing super mom and everybody looking at you like you single, but you're not. You do have a spouse, they're just not here and they're here in spirit, but you're still up sustaining yourself, you're still maintaining yourself and representing, but they want to be part of that, not just financially. Find a way to bring them in. That'll be the easiest way to combat. Uh, and, 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 you know, think of, think of us with PS, uh, what, is, what do we call it, PMS? <laughs> you know, that's, that's literal. That is the, the best way for you to feel what it feels like to have PTSD. When you got the mood swings for no reason, you be like, man, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, yes, I know. I picked up the knife, but um, I wasn't thinking. That was the first thing I grabbed. Treat them like they own on their period. That's it. Give them some pads and some chocolate. Keep them moving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just, and I, I hate to make light heart of a serious situation, but I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that happiness will supersede sadness every time, trumpet every time. Okay. And it's hard to find your own happiness to give it to somebody else. That's right. That's right. So, Ayana, um, we're going to wrap this up. And I just want you to, uh, for our listeners out there, whether they are a veteran, female veteran, or a spouse of a veteran, or a spouse of a military active service member, uh, could you just give them a little, um, a little, um, uh, something that you would like to say to them that may help them for today? Uh, Honestly, you are the commander-in-chief of your household. But he's the head of household. At the end of the day, how you run your house 
and count you guys from your house. We have too many people telling you how to run it. going to get confusing. So it's best that you always keep them included because you got married to be on one accord. Don't forget the basic rules of marriage. Just because you're in the military doesn't change the basic of marriage. And it'll be that much easier. Thank you, Angela. Do you have anything that you would like to say for our listeners out there um, that can help them today? uh, Today's life, uh, just stay prayed. Stay prayed up. Stay true to your spouse and uh, run things the way you know how to run them. Everybody's household is different. As Ayana said, you know, you know what your your spouse will accept and you know what he won't accept. So don't try to throw it all. You know, yeah, you've got a lot of changes, but don't try to throw it all to him at one time. Just kind of ease into it and everything's going to be good. Alexis, do you have anything that you would like to speak, uh, say to uh, the spouses that are still active, young spouses like you? Um, communication let- is key. Thank you. Communication you is in and out key. There. Always talk to your spouse. Um, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Also, communication is always key. So always talk to your spouse. Don't run until everybody is between you and your spouse. Ah, you went out again. You went out again on us. This must be something important that you got to say at the same spot. It it does. It does. Um, Well, what she was trying to say is communication is always the key to it all. Um, Being able to be Mm -hmm. open. And communicate to him and him being able to communicate to her is very important. Um, I don't know if they still mm-hmm. uh, have these uh, sessions called Yellow Ribbon. Do they still have that? Where you go to and they teach you the communication mm-hmm. skills. And it's like a little retreat mm-hmm. that they uh, oh, used yeah. to give. Um, yes, we used do. to uh, do that when my husband was mm-hmm. in the National Guard. They do. Those are very um, good things to uh, to attend. They are very good to attend. And um, one of my suggestions is if you have an active FRG, Family Readiness Group, and your soldier, airman, sailor, if they're deployed and there's a group, get involved with that group. Get involved with that group because they will they are going through the same thing that you're going through. They Mm. understand what you're going through. So they're able to help you with a lot of problems that you may be having while your uh, spouse is deployed and they work together especially when you have young children, when it comes to babysitting and everything like that, even budgeting um, uh, or, or couponing. Uh, for groceries and everything, it is great to be able to communicate with other spouses when your uh, spouse is deployed because they know and understand exactly what you're going through. So 
keep that communication open with them. You don't have to be friends with everybody, but there's going to be at least one or two that you you can (laughs) communicate with. And my other thing too, for those spouses that, um, who are no longer, um, on active duty and have retired, retired spouses, I, um, employ you to keep, to keep in touch with other retired spouses. There are groups on Facebook for, uh, retired spouse groups. Keep in touch with them because although your spouse may be retired, you still going through something, Mm -hmm. something called life. And you need that. You need, we all need each other in order for us to all be able to get through this life together. So, and you're not, a, and you're not alone. And um, we're, we're all here to, to tell you that. And if you are a female veteran, oh, if you are a female veteran, connect with a local organization if it's your American Legion if it's your VFW connect with a local organization where veterans all come together you we all are still on the battlefield of life yes and we all can still be uh battle buddies and and we've all have gone through some of the same thing. And it's good that to find that connection and be able to connect with organizations that work with other veterans and also keep in touch with other veterans. You never know what day they may be having. Call a friend and see how they're doing or just, you know, ask them if you you need me or if you need another friend, call them and say, I need you. So don't keep things to yourself and just get out there and stay connected with other veterans. And I hope that this is able to help someone today. And I would like to thank the ladies for being able to come on today and share with you all on being a spouse or a veteran. That's okay. That's okay. Girls run the world. Girls run the world. I'm just saying. <laughs> so thank you all for joining. And um, we have Miss Kimberly Nixon. Uh, Miss Kimberly Nixon is joining us. I can. How are can you? Can you hear me, Miss Nixon? Doing very well. Um, this is our girl talk for spouses of veterans and veterans of uh, uh, that have been deployed. And our conversation was about uh, deployment. How did it feel when your husband was deployed? Um, and what did, what, did, what were the experiences that you had when he was deployed that could help some of these other young spouses that are out here now facing deployments? Um, it felt lonely. The first deployment, I, I, I would use that as an example, because as a young mother moving to another state, so I didn't know anybody to start with. All I had was my FRG um, members that they had introduced me to. Um, So one of the things I did was I connected with whatever kind of activities they had in reference to keeping our infant at the time, almost a toddler, busy. Um, During the second deployment, I enrolled in school. I went back to school because I needed to keep busy myself. 
So that's one of the things that I did and it helped me to um, keep my mind off of whatever was going on over there, even though um, I was a little worried. But um, doing something, staying active in different organizations, um, I, I volunteered a lot. I did that. I volunteered a lot with the military and the FRG. I volunteered a lot with my sorority. I volunteered um, was in my church at the time that I was attending. So that helped a little in it. And, you know, you have that support. Um, during FR, during um, my volunteering through FRG, I met a few other wives who had the sim, who had similar interests. So we were able to do things together, keep our minds busy, um, and not trying to stress each other out at the same time too, and also keep open mind uh, that our husbands will be coming back. But um, as an example or an advice for the young, the young wives, I would say do that. Um, my family is a very praying family. The only thing you can do for them when once they're gone is to keep them covered in prayer and keep yourself busy. If you're not a part of the FRG, join the FRG. Um, when it comes to Black people in the FRG, the number is very low. But I looked at it at a different way. My husband is also part of the military. And I have just as much right to be a part of this organization as anybody else. And I was one of those individuals who don't like secondhand information. So being a part of that, you get the information up front yourself. So I hope that helped. It did. So um, one of the takeaways that I had I from did. that is <laughs> you stay busy. You stay busy, which was which was very good because you don't want to just have that idle mind just to keep thinking, oh, what are they doing over there? Is everything okay? I haven't heard from them in a couple of days. What's going on? So um, that seemed to work for you. So everybody will find what works for them. And uh, we thank you all for coming on today. Um, thanks, Miss Kimberly Nixon, although she joined us as we were ending, but we appreciate it because you came in full and welcome. strong and we thank you for that. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. She did a good job. So thank you, ladies, for Girl Talk. We will have Girl Talk at least once a month. And um, hopefully you all can all right. join us again. All right. Military One Source supports service members, spouses, and families for deployment needs. They have benefits and resources which will help you navigate military life tools that are vetted by the DOD across topics. They have an MWR digital library. You will be able to find free ebooks and audiobooks on virtually every topic. They offer financial counseling. Military One Source financial counselors are available 24 7. They have relationship support and resources to help military couples thrive. I want to say thank you, Mrs. Ayana Daly, Mrs. Angela Prescott, Mrs. Alexis Prescott, and Mrs. Kimberly Nixon. Thank you to all our listeners for listening to my Veterans Place podcast. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button. 
You can check out our website at mvpsavannah.org where you'll find more information about our organization. And if you are an organization that offers services to military families and veterans and would like to be a guest on our show, go to our website, click on podcast, fill out the contact form. Or if you're a veteran that would like to share your story, contact us. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and tune in again next week, Monday, when we talk with our gentlemen who are veterans of foreign wars. They will have a conversation about the effects of deployments. Bye-bye for now. Join My Veterans Place as we interview organizations that serve veterans and their families locally and across the nation. We will also share stories from veterans around the nation that served with honor. Keep up with current events and get lots of information in under an hour with organizations and stories from fellow veterans. 